0: Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is a sermon for May 26, 2019, The Ascension of Our Lord. It is entitled Waiting for Power and is based on Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 11. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copeland. yours in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our first reading from Acts chapter 1. Let us pray. Lord God, we come to you seeking the assurance of your love and forgiveness in the death and resurrection of your Son. By the ascension into heaven of that beloved Son and our Savior, grant us joy in living, drawing from the power of his love to serve you and to share the peace and comfort of forgiveness and eternal life with those around us. And may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven? Will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Our text. As I said at the beginning, this coming Thursday is Ascension Day, celebrated 40 days after Easter, and so it's always on a Thursday. Since we don't have an Ascension Day worship service, uh, we often look at to it to the weekend before or after, and that's what I want to do today. We came across a story about an Ascension Day uh, celebration at a seminary somewhere. Now, I have no idea if this is true, but boy, it's still good. At this Ascension Day service, a whole seminary was in robes and regalia, gathered for this great big celebration. Quite an event. And the service ended, and this assembly proceeded from the chapel. Now, unknown to the worshipers that day, a group of somewhat, let's say, creative students, found a life-size plastic hollow mannequin with extended arms. And they dressed him to look like Jesus, strapped fireworks on him, the skyrocket tying uh, to the arms and body of the mannequin. And so when the procession marched out in the courtyard, the students lit all the fuses, trying to get them all to light simultaneously, but not quite managing it. Uh, And they all went off at different times, and so it took that mannequin up and then spinning around as it uh, as it uh, buzzed over to the scattering of the members of the procession and finally taking a no dot nosedive into someone's car, <laughs> and there this sputtered and died. And uh, needless to say, the head of the seminary was not impressed with the student's explanation that they were merely trying to dramatize the ascension of Jesus. <laughs> One thing could be said is that by that celebration, that it was probably never forgotten by the people that witnessed it. And one thing can be said about the Ascension Day accounts we have heard, that it was never forgotten by the disciples. As a rule, Ascension Day is hardly remembered, is it? I mean, uh, there aren't very many Ascension Day services in our area, and I would venture a guess that it's probably not going to be brought up at work for you on on Thursday. I would even guess that many uh, said uh, that uh, uh, that many set that celebration aside as you sort of go through the busyness of your life. You know, we don't, it seem like we don't talk about this that often, and we probably don't because people get a weird image of someone who is suddenly lifting up off the ground and disappearing into the clouds. Well, we get those images of Superman, right? It's come to mind. Uh, all he had to do is lift up his arms and take off into the sky. No help of rockets strapped to his arms or anything. Ascension also fights our modern scientific mindset. We have this understanding of space and time and the universe, and we wonder, okay, he ascends, but where does he ascend to? To to space? To a star? Where? So it doesn't really fit into sort of modern thinking, does it? It's not mentioned much in the Bible, and it falls on a work day in the middle of the week, so do we really need it? Well, believe it or not, the ascension of Jesus adds quite a bit to our understanding of the Christian faith. Listen to what St. Augustine wrote about Ascension Day. This was his opinion. This is that festival which confirms the grace of all the festivals together. For unless the Savior had ascended into heaven, his nativity would have come to nothing. His passion would have borne no fruit for us, and his holy resurrection would have been useless in other words the ascension of jesus christ is an essential part of our easter and gospel message and so i want to look at this ascension from a a couple different points of view and as i said my uh, it's not exactly the title i'm going by right now Uh, i want to look at this from the from the majesty of the ascended jesus and the ministry of him and so first the majesty of the ascended jesus the details of what happened that day outside Bethany are not a lot. By Luke, we're told, after saying this, he was taken up to heaven, and they watched him, then a cloud hid them from their sight. That's it. Now, that cloud, that cloud that hid Jesus from their sight, I, I honestly don't think had anything to do with atmospheric conditions. <laughs> a cloud, no ordinary cloud, especially around Jesus, Right? a cloud signified the divine presence of god in scriptures the same cloud that led the people through the uh, people of israel in the wilderness the same cloud that covered mount sinai the same cloud that settled on the mount transfiguration again and again and again a cloud enveloping god's people or or christ indicates the presence of god jesus is being lifted up into this cloud represents that exaltation to that highest place Again, as the eternal transcendent God, one with the Trinity. He who humbled himself and became obedient unto death is now the exalted Lord of all. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Philippians, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In the early Christians, there was that great confession, Jesus is Lord. And so this ascension points to his lordship, not only over uh, suffering and death, but also over the nations, over principalities, over the powers, uh, those things that threaten both the present and the future, even including the power of Satan. Now, the book of Revelation gives us a picture of the majesty of the Son of God. The images of the Son of God high and lifted up, sitting upon the throne with angels bowing before him in constant praise. In Revelation 5, we hear this. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said amen, and the elders fell, da- fell down and worshipped. With this majesty comes mastery. All this, He has all this power, all this authority. I mean, we say that in the Apostles' Creed, right? That he ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. The mention of the right hand is that symbol of power. Our second reading, Paul talks about Jesus sitting at God's right hand when he says that Jesus is far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, and every title that can be given. Not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything In every way, and I guess you probably get the picture, right? Jesus Christ has no rival to his power in this world or in the world to come or in the spirit world. He is eternally triumphant and will reign forevermore. His power far exceeds that of Satan or even death. No matter the problems we face, Jesus rules with power. When our prayers contain what seems impossible, nothing is impossible beyond his prayer, beyond his power. This is the majesty of the ascended Jesus. And we also we need to see that the ministry of this ascended Jesus, I mean, there's really little point in having a God who is exalted and majestic if it really doesn't touch our lives in some way, right? I mean, in, in England, the queen is there in Buckingham Palace in London, surrounded by all kinds of majesty and honor. But there's really no effect on our lives today, is there? I mean, suddenly if there were no queen, our lives would hardly be affected. That cannot be said about Jesus. His majesty, authority, and power, without that, were nothing. As Jesus ascending into heaven, we're told by Luke that he raised his hands and blessed them, blessing the disciples. And, and there aren't many times we hear about Jesus raising his hands blessing, uh, and blessing and but I I think that's a significant action. Uh, So much so, when you go downtown, above the altar there is that statue of Jesus. What is he doing? He's raising his hands in blessing. He just told the disciples that they were to be the witnesses, his witnesses, witnesses of all the things that they had seen and heard. He was telling them, and he tells us, how important it is to reach out to those who do not yet know the Savior of the world. And I'm sure he knew how difficult a task that was going to be. Matthew records the last words of, of Jesus. Uh, perhaps this was the blessing that Luke was talking to talking about, uh, because it's sort of at the end of our verse for our theme this year, where Jesus said, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I don't know exactly how, what was the, the, the process of uh, the timeline of when that was said, Uh, Maybe it was said as Jesus is ascending into heaven, where he's calling out the further he gets away, saying, I am with you always. I am with you always. We may not be able to see him with our eyes, but his presence is still with us. When it seems that life has caved in around us, when there are the fears of world disasters, the threat of disease and death, maybe it's the guilt that never goes away. The relationships that that don't get any better, the presence of Jesus is never far away. When it seems that we will never overcome our temptations, that sin is getting the upper hand in our lives, Jesus is never far away with his grace, forgiveness, and mercy. When it seems that all there is in the future is gloom and hopelessness, worry and death, Jesus reminds us, I am with you always. He is ready to help when we turn to him with sighs and cries of hopelessness. He is ready to use his power to answer our prayers. He even even prays for us before the throne of God. I mean, it's awesome to know that people pray for us. But we're told Jesus is praying for us. And that is awesome. The ascension assures us that our future is secure in the hands of our Lord. And he raises his hands a blessing over us not only does he minister to us he ministers to others through us he ministers through our witness of his good news in our witness of his compassion and grace there is the uh, an ancient legend uh, that tells of the return of jesus to glory after his time on earth and even in heaven we saw after the resurrection he he bears the marks of his earthly pilgrimage the cruel cross and shameful, shameful death, the, the, the holes in, in his hands inside. The angel Gabriel approached Jesus and said, Master, you suffer terribly down there. Do they know and appreciate how much you love them and what you did for them? Jesus said, no, not yet. I mean, right now, just a handful of people in Palestine know. And Gabriel was perplexed and said, well, how will people learn of what you've done and will your love for them. And Jesus said, "Well, I've asked Peter, James and John, and a few more friends to tell others about me, and those who are told will tell others in turn, and my story will spread to the farthest reaches of the globe. Ultimately, all of humankind will have heard." Well, Gabriel frowned a little bit and looked skeptical because he knew how much humanity had failed. <laughs> and he said, "But but what if Peter, James and John grow weary? What if the people who come after them forget? What if they just fail to tell?" What's your alternate plan? And Jesus said, there is no other plan. How will others get to know of the saving grace and power and love that Jesus is available to them, if not through his word, if not through us? Uh, uh, Through us as his disciples, Jesus brings comfort to the sick and comfort to the dying. He gives friendship to the lonely and to the stranger. Through us, he comes into the hearts of others uh, when we seize those opportunities that arise so that we may share what it means to know Jesus, what it means to know the comfort that comes from knowing that he's near and ready to help in time of need. When the disciples are gazing up into the sky to catch that final glimpse of Jesus, two angels told them Jesus will return. And so that's where we're at right now. We're in that time between, right? Between the ascension and and the return of jesus the kingdom of god has come but is not yet here in all its fullness and completeness and so we wait we wait for god's kingdom to come when jesus returns but as we wait we've been given a task of carrying on the ministry of jesus and as we wait we're called on to trust in the lord Remember that he has all power and authority. He's promised his continual presence. When those disciples saw Jesus ascend, they went back to Jerusalem and they worshiped God. And so we join with them, don't we? Let us join with them and with those gathered around the throne and give glory to our ascended Lord and King. You see, he has promised his help. He's promised his presence as we live in this age before he returns again. So let's get on with it. Let's live for Jesus. Let's carry out the task, the ministry that he has given us to do. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to SaintPaulsLutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.